We know of God the Father. We know God the Son, Jesus Christ. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, many of us are clueless. Maybe you grew up without a church or having a church on your Facebook status or name and you never, never grew in this relationship. When God the Father sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to earth, there was one moment, one magic, amazing, phenomenal moment. And that moment was the following. When, when Jesus was baptized, heaven opened, and God the Father showed up and says, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And then the Holy Spirit, like a dove, and God knew it cannot come like a duck because the Cajun people would have killed it. <laughs> so like, not like a duck, but like a dove. He came, and he came like one, and he came on earth. And here's what we know is when Jesus left, he said, Father, I don't want to leave them alone. And he said, please send your spirit. So God's spirit, the Lord, is here today. And even if you don't know him, he knows you. And he understands you. And he wants to speak in and through your lives. So our scripture that we're going to use during this series is called, uh, is in Acts chapter 19 verse 1 and 2. And it says the following, while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived in Ephesus. He then found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. In this next last two weeks, this coming Wednesday, when Dr. Scott Adams is going to be here, today, next Sunday, there's going to be special moments for you to have a practical, infilling baptism of His Spirit. So this, this is part of what he wants to do. Today, my emphasis is to understand that God has given gifts. I want you, if you have your Bibles or in your notes, to go to 1 Samuel chapter 3. I really had a God encounter this week uh, while being in, in Mandeville, New Orleans. And I uh, was praying and I had my sermon ready. And while reading the word, just for reading it, it was a real God encounter, and I felt like God said, you need to change some of your notes and put the following in. And I want to read the scripture, and want to make it applicable to where you're at. Is that fine? So it says in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, I'm reading out of the New American Standard, because I don't think the South African Standard will help you right now. Um, uh, so that's, I just thought to be more culturally relevant. I unfortunately have not discovered the new Cajun uh, standard. I won't get that. Uh, however, they took me to this very, very good restaurant yesterday. Um, I'm so glad those things died and they were not alive because I think I can make a horror movie out of some of those faces that we ate. When I had these crabs as big as this, somebody said, have you, do you want to taste it? I said, I'm not sure if they did. Because if they're not dead, I've, I'm in trouble. And we had crawfish and shrimp. and shrimp. The shrimps were sort of 
They were kind. They, they really looked dead. <laughs> the crawfish, I was a bit unsure if they're red and they're angry. <laughs> but I saw when Pastor Baba touched them, they all died. It's like, it's you, it's yours. So, in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse uh, uh, 1 says, Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord before Eli. And the word from the Lord was rare in those days. Say with me, rare. It doesn't mean your meat. It means it was rare. It wasn't common. And I believe in today's day, the word of the Lord is rare. And I'm not talking about a pass it on on Facebook. Many of you have a Bible. Some of you need to buy a Bible. But it's rare that you open it. Rare that you read it. I'm so happy, my friend. I've got my best American friend, a brother from another mother who I love. He preached so well when he was in South Africa. It was phenomenal. I thought maybe uh, he and T.D. Jakes are hanging out. <laughs> Kenneth Copeland gave him a blankie. I mean, I'm not so like, what is happening? Andy Stanley, maybe there's all that. You say you're going to go for something else, Atlanta. I think you're going to go for spend time with Andy Stanley. It must be something else. It's just phenomenal out, out of this world. But I've got another best, and that's the best uh, American, Native American friend. Uh, that's the political correct term. But for me, he's an American Indian. Whoop, whoop. And um, <laughs> Pastor Eric McMillan is here. He's a real card-carrying. His card is broken, but he's a real card-carrying Native American. Stand so they can see you. Oh, I love him. He's phenomenal. I'm not sure if he has a bow and arrows or those things, but he's phenomenal. He, is a, he and his wife um, were missionaries for us for many years in South Africa, moved to their family, four kids, and they are living in California. I, I needed to connect him with my family here, and I love him to bits. But he taught me something. When I first met with him, he ruined my life. I went, went to a coffee shop, and I was a little bit late, and he was there. And he had his Bible there, in the coffee shop. Daylight. No kumbaya songs playing, take me home safely, Jesus, nothing. And he was reading his Bible. Now, I'm a pastor, and I, um, I love to read my Bible, but I've never thought of taking my Bible to the coffee shop. Sorry, I know you do it here, but I haven't. Okay, sorry, forgive me. And he was reading us. He said, hey, Eric, what are you doing? He said, well, I'll, when people are late, I always take my Bible with me, and I read. He said, are you preaching tomorrow? No, I'm not preaching. Okay. Um, do you have a, a Bible study you're doing? No, I don't have. Um, so you're a pastor, you're in a coffee shop, and you're reading your Bible. Can I ask why? He said, because I'm a Christian. Oh, yeah, I'm also a Christian, and from now on I will carry my Bible and read it in McDonald's, Burger King, whatever. And we didn't read it last night. Maybe those fish would have come to Jesus if we read it there. But I saw that the Word of God should not be rare in your lives. And today's point is, may the Word of God be common in your lives. Those of your parents, those of your adults, we do not read the word because we prepare for a sermon. 
We read the word because we love Jesus. Amen. And the second thing that we read in that time was visions were infrequent. Now I understand that in this area there's a lot of visions. But the reason why there's a lot of visions is because the things people smoke, the people smell, the people drink, the people walk around. That's, that's, I understand. There's, there's different visions because of the pills they swallow and that they get them visions. They make them crazy. So, it's not those type of visions. I'm talking about godly visions, beautiful Jesus visions. Not fat angel visions, beautiful visions. So in that time... The visions were infrequent. And I'm trusting God as we're speaking today that the Word of God will not become rare, that visions will become frequent in your midst. As it happened at that time, verse 2 says, Eli was lying down in his place. Now his eyesight had begun to grow dim, and he could not see well. And the Lamb of the Lord had not yet, not yet come out. And Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark was. That, that means at that stage, it's a place where God's presence was. Now we know today that God's presence is more than just in church. So we don't want you tomorrow to all come and lie down here. You can lie down today, but I mean, go home. <laughs> this is not a hotel. This is a, it's a place of gathering. So this is not a place to sleep. And now, stop sleeping. Those of you sleeping, you don't pay for hotel fees. Be awake. Wake your neighbor. Okay. It's just a joke. Nobody's sleeping. It's just a, a stupid African joke. Forgive me, okay? Um, but, so he was sleeping in the presence of God. And then the Lord called him and said, Here I, uh, it says, and he said, Here I am. He ran out to Eli and, and said to him, Here I am, you called me. But he said, I did not call you. Lie down again. Come sleep. You're waking me. Go. I'm an old man. I want to sleep. And then he said, So he went on and lay down. And the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And so Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Many of us know of him, but we don't know the Lord. And I'm speaking about the Holy Spirit. Know his voice. Nor had the word of the Lord been revealed to him. So the Lord called Samuel again for the third time. And he says, he rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli, third time, discerned that the Lord was calling the boy. And Eli said to Samuel, Go and lie down, and it shall be, if he calls you, that you will say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Can we do this? Can we today say the following? Would you repeat it? That's, that's the subtitle moment, the yellow one. Can you do the following? One, two, three. Speak, Lord. For your servant is listening. And it's not me preaching to you. But I'm trusting God that God the Holy Spirit will speak to you right now. In this next few minutes. That he will speak and drop something into your spirit man. That you will hear him. 
where I'm standing right now, there's thousands of television stations, thousands of millions of radio stations here, all around us. I know you cannot see them. I know you cannot listen to them unless you have earplugs in. Unless you have an app or you have an instrument to tune in, set on the station, you're not able to listen to it. But it doesn't mean that God's voice or the voices of the radio are quiet. It's the same with God. You need to tune in. Set your station on God's voice. And this is a set your station. Lord, I'm setting my station. So now you're all going to set your station. One, two, three. Say with me. I'm so happy. The first five rows will hear the Lord. What about the rest of you? Um, can you help them? I mean, isn't it going to be strange you're walking out of this place? What did you hear? Ah, a funny African medicine man. Um, at least you can have an experience with God. Won't you help them? The, the back part of the church, can you help? I mean, one, two, three. I believe He wants to speak to you. And then Samuel went down and lied down in this place. And, and when the Lord called him, he said, Samuel, speak for your servant is listening. Verse 11 says, Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I'm to do a thing in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. And then he says things about what's going to happen with Eli, his sons, with the people. And verse 15 says, but Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. I will say something about it a little bit later. Many times God is speaking to you. He's putting an impression on you. But you are afraid to say it. You're afraid to share it. I, I see there's a lot of children here. God speaks so clearly to children. But you don't know. It's, it's God speaking to you. You think, well, it's just it's my child. They don't understand anything. Be sensitive. Listen. Because they don't have a little Holy Spirit. They have the same Holy Spirit. They don't have a little Jesus. No, they have the same Jesus in their lives. So, just coming back on teaching mode. Now, if you do steps, next step, I'm so sure you're going to do much more of this. But I want to show you... A, Sort of a graph or a picture, and that's the blue PC screen that you need to show, okay? You remember, we have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Each one of them brought gifts. God the Father, we read about it, 1 Corinthians 12, 4, Romans 12, 6 to 8, brought each one on earth, when you're born, Hitler, Mr. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, um, Barack Obama, uh, even Saddam Hussein. When they were born, there was an intentional gift. Now, if you, if you have God on your side, this gift becomes beautiful, sharp, and it, it's a blessing to society. If you don't have God on your side, it becomes destructive. But it's things like being a perceiver, being a server, being a teacher, an exhorter, a giver, an administrator. I mean, you understand there's some people that don't understand the, the gift of giving, and actually giving people bombs right now. 
Well, that's, that's wrong motivation. You know, we're going to blow up London's bridge. That's not a very good way of expressing your gift of being a giving. That's a joke, but it's a bad joke. Um, being an administrator, compassionate, that's gift to the Father. Then we know that Jesus came and he gave gifts, both in the marketplace and both in the church. And we call it the fivefold ministry. You might have heard about it before. If you take your hand, he gave apostles. Apostles are, are entrepreneurial, starting things, planting things. So maybe, maybe in business, maybe in society, maybe how you're, you're, you're apostolic in planting things. But that's a gift from the sun. Prophets, if you use your hand, it's, it's those who see, foresee things. Pastor Jim Lafoon is a is a prophet in a, in a body of Christ. Can I have a water, please? Can I ask you, Eric? Sorry. A pro- prophet. And then we have an evangelist, the longest finger. That's your marketer. Those are coming to you and say, I've got this lawnmower. It's amazing. It's in the marketplace. It's a place to tell, share good news. Sorry. <coughs> share good news. And touch people's lives. But the same in the, in, in the body of Christ. Then you have your pastors, those who take care of the managers. And then you have your teachers. Now my dad always said, teachers should be the smallest because they become big because they know so much. That's why you have the pinky. So if you have the fivefold, it becomes a fist. It becomes a body that touches people and changes people. Sorry, can you just quickly switch off? I just want I know. Christmas also. The water's coming and Christmas. So, um, I hope it makes before Christmas. So, um, manifestation gifts, gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's the gifts of word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, tongues and interpretation. That's a gift that God wants to use each one of you, as you receive, thank you, Hero, if, as you receive his, his Holy Spirit, He wants you to function in these gifts. Each one of you, wherever you are, He wants these gifts not just for a Sunday or a special service. He wants these gifts wherever you are. He wants to work in and through you. If you are in a business and a business is experiencing trouble, well, that's, honestly, God can use a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge in that moment. Part of what I do is I'm an executive life coach. And I see many, many times coaching business executives on, on situations, how God just shows up and gives me divine wisdom beyond my book knowledge, beyond my own understanding. And I know God is showing up. It's a gift. And I'm thankful, not because I'm smart, but because I'm available to deliver it. My son, my fourth son, DeAndrew, is having his birthday. They're super excited for me getting back in a few days. And they're very excited because both of them, my son and my daughter, will have their birthdays. So I had a long list. But it was, unfortunately, Pastor Bubba, when he visited, DeAndrew showed him his room and he showed him all his Legos. And, he, and Pastor Bubba said, you know, DeAndrew, I'm going to buy you some Legos. And, uh, and so he fulfilled buying some Legos yesterday. So he bought him a nice little gift for Legos. 
So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to take this Lego, so now, I'm not going to open it this afternoon and play with it in the hotel room. That's stupid. I mean, it's not mine. I'm going to keep it in its box. And he has his birthday on the 19th of June. I'm going to wrap it. And I'm going to have put, put the name on DeAndrew from Pastor Baba Miss Tracy. And DeAndrew is going to open it and play with it and build it. So that's how the gifts of the Holy Spirit want to work. You're just the vehicle. You're just the one that takes it. And so, just imagine for a moment, he had in his heart a longing to get Legos. But God used somebody to fulfill it. In this case, let's use Pastor Baba. It's like the Holy Spirit coming and bringing a gift. But he brings it to me. I'm like, I'm not a Lego man. I don't like Legos. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to have Legos. It's not for you. It's to, for somebody else to bless them and change their circumstances. So the gift of the Holy Spirit, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, the gift of healings, uh, faith, and, 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 and speaking in tongues, and all those things are supposed to be a blessing and to release something around you. So I'm going to give you three E's today. I'm super excited. I've got three E's, not two D's. Three E's that I can give you, and you can write it down in your notes to explore, expand, and exercise. Number one, we need to explore the gifts that God has given us. To explore literally means to investigate, to examine, to, to search out. And I love this part. Danny, it's for you. To go out to a country called South Africa or place in a quest of discoveries. For some of you, just need to visit the post office, postal services to get your passports. It's just walk across the room and get a passport. Get a Bible, get a passport. You know, amazing things went this morning when I was at the hotel. At the back of the hotel, Muriel, there stood this big picture of explore. And I knew that God made this city to explore. I sense in my spirit between the two services, I just sense that the next phase of buildings is coming quick and fast. God is going to supernaturally quicken the building processes. So don't be afraid. Don't think like you need to do something different. Just be receiving what God has for you and be a gift as God is going to bless you, put you in touch with people, and this can become a blessing. So the Bible says in Romans 12, 2, it says, since we have the gifts that differ according to the grace that is given us, each of us to, is to exercise them accordingly. If prophecy, according to the proportion of, of, of his faith. You need to exercise, you need to understand his gift for certain situations. Now, important about prophecy. You remember, Samuel had this word, and it was quite a hard word for Eli. Real destructive word. And let me just put some clarity in this. The Bible says, when we receive a prophetic unction, a word, 1 Corinthians 14.3, but he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to me. So if you only see doom and gloom, if you only see destruction, it might be because God wants to use that moment to, so you will be an interceder, intercession for things. 
There's many prophets that say we're prophets. We're going to see that Boeing so-and-so is going to fall and explode over the Atlantic Ocean. There's a hurricane coming in. Okay, so you like the Weather Channel. <laughs> so why do you call yourself a prophet if you like the Weather Channel? God shows you things so that you will change where it's going. That you don't want to become passive and see. You remember Jonah? We were quite passive. We wanted to see how the city is going to be destructed. But God had a different plan. And I believe God is giving you unctions and dreams and warnings not to go along with that, but to start to pray different things. So pray about it. Psalm 139 verse 13 to 16 says, God shaped you from the inside. And it says, how was sculpted from nothing into something. God wants to use you. You don't need to be a weird medicine man, a kumbaya man, whatever. God wants to use you. You don't understand the kumbaya moment at, at the campfire and we all dance along. Sorry, Eric. Um, a little, little dance uh, around, the, around the fire and now we are on kumbaya enough and now we can prophesy. No, 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 no. No, no, you don't have to have kumbaya on your side. You can just flow. Be a gift. Trust God to be a gift. So can we do one activation quickly? We said, Lord, I want to be used. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to pray for you. That God will give you an impression right now. Maybe it's something that's a word. Maybe it's a color. Maybe it's a picture. Maybe it's somebody's face. Maybe it's even a physical feeling of your body. Maybe it's an emotion. But right now, just pray for that. Lord, I thank you. Holy Spirit, you want to speak to people. I thank you, Lord. You, I ask you right now to give them each an impression. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now write down. Some of you say, I've heard nothing. My brother, that's what I call it, marriage counseling, because you haven't heard your wife for years. So I think I would encourage you to do freedom and make sure that you start to hear that. Because then you might hear the Holy Spirit as well. Um, again, a joke. It's bad jokes, bad African jokes. Don't worry. Let's go to point number two. Then at least you have something to write down. At least I've got something. Expand. Okay. Not your belt, not your pants. It says, grow larger. It means to grow larger. It says in 1 Corinthians 14:1, pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts. But especially that you may prophesy. I really believe that each one of you should be able to prophesy. Well, I'm not a type of prophet type guy. Can you encourage people? Can you trust God to bless people to whatever extent it is to release a word of blessing? When you go for lunch this afternoon and your waiter, your server is there, is there a possibility you can trust God right now for that word that you had, that impression that you had, that God will use it over lunch? Maybe you saw red. Maybe you felt a shoulder pain. You think, man, I'm, I'm getting a shoulder pain now. I wonder what's wrong. No, that's not your pain. Send it away again. It's not yours. It might be somebody sitting close to you. It might be somebody you're seeing at lunch. It might be your server. And you ask, hi, my name is Willem. 
What's your name? Oh, my name is Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Thank you for serving us. Sandy, does the color red mean anything to you? Mm-mm. Oh, that's fun. Uh, that's also not to me. Um, Sandy, you know, do you know if somebody's got shoulder pain? Remember, Eric, how you went to one of those restaurants? You went into that restaurant. You, you, you felt this pain. And several times started to minister to the staff. Pray for them. Oh, yes. You know, I hurt my shoulder. I hurt, actually hurt it here. So you know what? While I was in church, we had this weird African medicine man there. And, uh, and he said we must practice these things. And uh, would you mind if I pray for you? Now, do it softly. Do it nice. Do it kind. Don't start... Lord, I thank you right now to come. And, you, know, so like, you don't want to scare her. And like, you are. You, could be, you can still stay in the same mode. Yeah, but I know my grandpa only prayed like this and that's with God. I know your grandpa prayed, but remember he, didn't, he couldn't hear well. So that's, that's different. Just take a hand and, or ask, can I pray? Thank you, Jesus, for pain to go and healing to come. And trust God to show up. Amen? You grow by expanding. He says in 2 Timothy 1.6, it's this place where you kindle afresh. It's not just a kindle instrument, but you kindle that fire from within you. Third and last, and thank you so much whoever is on my um, T.D. Jakes team. Yeah. Thank you so much. I knew you were coming out of somewhere. It's amazing. Exercise the gifts God has given you. You will see after the service, there will be CrossFit will selling contracts for you. There will be scales will weigh you. Um, no, 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 don't worry about that. But you cannot be used in gifts without exercising us. You know, I can trust Pastor Baba to bring me gifts from Africa and from America. I can trust. He unfortunately has battles for me to bring him gifts. But the type of things he shot there, I will, I will stay here for a very long season. But not very good accommodation. Because if I bring those things, horns and things, that might be not so, they might be so kind at me, for me. But he's amazing. He's phenomenal in that. Gifts. God wants to use you to be a gift bringer. And you want to exercise it. Become sensitive to hear. So if you prayed for your server today, if you prayed for somebody here in church, just trust God for a word. For your family. Hey, all of you under 16, trust God right now for a word for your parents. And different word than hungry, tired, just... Maybe another positive word. Thankful. First Peter 4, 10 says, As each one has received a special gift, employ it in serving one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Sometimes we need to say, I want to employ this gift. I shared a story in the first service, and then we prayed for someone in, this, in the service. I started to pray for people who's got back problems. Because when I was about five years old, my cousin had a build-up shoe like this. And was unable to walk normally. 
And I remember a missionary man coming in and in this service said, I want to pray for people with back problems. And this guy had back problems. My, my cousin had back problems. And he said, take off his shoes. He took off his shoes. And it was this gap, a few inches. And this little boy's feet. He said, thank you, Jesus. And his feet, grew, leg grew. And he played sports and he's still active in sports. Just grew before my eyes. I saw it. And it ruined me for life in a good way. It made like, well, I can also pray for people like that. And we pray for that. So we just pray for people to get healed. We prayed for Miss Marjorie, one of the, one of the ladies in, a, in a, the service, between the service, and it was about a few a centimeter or two. She had back pain. And we, we didn't do funny things, kumbaya things. We just, can we pray for you? Now, here's how I feel. I cannot make her more ill. Unless I step on her toes, spit in her eyes, poke in her eyes, something like that. I mean, I'm not responsible for her back being sore, but I can trust God to release a blessing. Each one of you can. But just doing the following, by putting your hand on somebody and say, I thank you, Lord, for pain to go and needing to come. Now, if he didn't have pain, don't pinch him until he has pain and say, See, miracle, miracle. No, 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 no. I'll play the piano. Okay. You, you start to say, well, Lord, I thank you for your grace, for your favor, in an appropriate way. Because God wants to bring healing in this area. God wants to use you to bring hope and restoration. And he wants his gifts to flow in and through you. So here's what we're going to do. Is I want you to close your eyes again. Now we're going to trust God again for that person, situation. The first thing that got in your mind, your spirit, your body, the very first thing. And I'm trusting God. God, give them a word, a feeling, an experience, a color, an encouragement right now. Now, we have a minute or two. Look, you can look up, look at your neighbor. And, and ask them does the following mean anything to you? I mean now that's that sort of now okay just, just look at your neighbor this is a safe place I mean I just ask you have to practice it now you look like you're from Africa and you're the medicine man. Lord have mercy. Walk across the room. Touch somebody. Trust God. He's got gifts that he wants to deliver. Can you imagine in a week from now when I'm back home when it's his birthday and I'm unpacking this gift. It's from Pastor Baba. And my son is, Pastor Baba promised him something and he's opening it and it's a thing that he really desired. Can you imagine the blessing, the smiles, excitement to get in a little corner and start building this thing? Can you imagine of all the people in pain and hurt that are crying out to God right now and say, Lord, help me. If there's a God, show up. I don't hear you. I don't see you. And it's not like, oh, my Lord, Pastor Baba is going to be away for 10 days. Now we don't have the Holy Spirit in the city. 
No, God wants to use you.